Welcome to the Quantum Alchemist. My name is Ashley Brianna Eve. I'm so honored to have you here. In the Quantum Alchemist podcast, we are going to explore how human design can create quantum leaps in your business by simply creating from passion, purpose, and flow. How becoming your own authority is exactly what you need to break through the barrier of $10,000 and low-end offers and step into your next level self now, creating six-figure offers and multiple six-figure launches. Having been a psychology graduate mindset specialist, we will also dive into how the not-self mind and conditioning through the open centers is holding you back from realizing your full potentiality in the quantum realm. We're here to create brain-heart coherence, shockwaves, and quantum leaps. You are meant for more than you are currently experiencing, no matter how amazing your current reality is. I am so happy to have you here, so excited to be your guide on this journey. So without further ado, let's get started. Hello, hello, my friends. I'm so excited to be back to the podcast. I missed you guys so much. So just to catch you guys up, whether you don't follow me on Instagram, which if you don't, are you crazy? There's so much extra content over there. But just to keep you in the loop on what had been going on and why there was a delay between episodes, the last few weeks have been incredibly trying, if I'm going to be honest. My soulmate dog, I don't have kids. I can't even have kids, even if I wanted kids. And that's due to, well, one, I never really wanted kids if I'm going to be just transparent and honest. But two, when I had my surgery for cervical cancer, the amount of tissue they had to take out, I was told basically if I wanted to have kids, I had to have them before I had that surgery. So my fur kids are my kids. They're my life. I've always been a massive animal lover. And my soulmate dog, Kira, passed away I think two weeks ago now, a week and a half ago now. Oh my goodness, time is just lost on me the last little bit. She presented as a back injury. She jumped up. I had just finished a day of coaching. I had just got off the Transcend group coaching call for my monthly human design membership. It was a fantastic call. Everything was going really good. I felt really good. And I was putting my stuff away and I turned around. I saw her jump up onto the couch and immediately she seemed off. She was acting almost as if there was a back injury. I believe it or not, worked in veterinary medicine for a short time, for a couple of years. And right away it presented as a back injury. So we brought her to the emergency vet and that's basically what they thought as well. Anyway, over the next few days, many vet visits, it turned out it was an internal bleed due to cancer and she passed away in a very tragic way. And yeah, it really, it was hard. I'm not going to lie. It was very hard. And I think sometimes we set this expectation because we're spiritual, because we have this training and mindset, because we've done all of our shadow work, because we are enlightened or awakened that we don't experience these heavy emotions. And it's such a negative way to look at ascension it's such a negative way to look at enlightenment and growth the reality is we came here for duality and the reality is sometimes life just isn't fair and loss is part of this reality so allowing ourselves to feel those emotions are critical and i allowed myself time to just be 
to just experience it, to just feel the pain that came up through that. And I really think everything in life does happen for a reason. And I do think at that moment, Kira was meant to pass on because just happenstance, I found this puppy online and we've never been one to adopt puppies, if I'm being honest. Don't worry, we're going to get into the actual episode in a hot second. I just love bringing you guys kind of into my world and helping share what a multiple six-figure business in under a year also looks like behind the scenes because I think, you know, I think it's greatly missing from the online space. It's just all the fanciness and the money and the nice stuff that you can have through this business. And I really like to show the whole experience. So bear with me while we go through this before we get into the solar plexus. So we were actually, when we were going to be ready to adopt a new dog, we were planning on adopting a senior dog. It's kind of how we've always worked with animals. And I stumbled on this puppy and I don't even know how, heaven knows it was probably Google <laughs> listening to me talk about puppies and dogs because it was one of those suggested articles that I get on Google. I don't know if every phone does this, but I get a lot of suggested articles or suggested things. And one of the suggested things was this puppy that was up for adoption. And it's through a local rescue in Toronto. I'm about two hours outside of Toronto, but local enough. And it was a medical case, this dog with laryngeal paralysis. And we always do like to bring in medically needy animals because we have the funds to do that. We have the funds to support an animal no matter what the price is. So we met this puppy. We fell in love right away. We took her home Sunday. So like I said, oh my goodness, I can't even keep track of dates anymore. So today is December 13th at the time of recording. So it would have been, oh my goodness, a week ago today. So we brought her home December 6th. And believe it or not, Thursday, so she came home the 6th, the 10th, she was admitted to ICU. <laughs> it's been a wild ride, my friends. The 10th, she was admitted to ICU for what turned out to be very severe aspiration pneumonia. So while it was attributed to likely her laryngeal paralysis, where her esophagus and her uh, larynx doesn't work properly. It's literally paralyzed. What we're learning now is it could have happened when she was spayed because she'd be at risk for aspiration due to her laryngeal paralysis. Anyway, it doesn't matter. She spent Thursday night and Friday night in ICU. I picked her up Saturday and she's home now. She obviously has not cleared all the pneumonia, but she's doing much better. Now it's just the task of trying to keep a six month puppy quiet, but it's been a wild ride. And another reason why I shared this portion with you is I just dropped a training in my monthly human design membership transcend talking about how December has been my most profitable month to date, despite this chaos. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know, I'm typically very active on Instagram, not just in what I call my blog posts, which are my main posts, but in my stories and lives and IGTVs. I'm always very active online. It's what I love to do. I'm a generator sacral authority. I'm always responding in ways to support my community and provide value for you guys. But I basically went radio silence. There was very little posting at all, but it was my most profitable month. So I dove into a bonus training and transcend around that. In December, we're talking about one leadership by design was the first group training. 
The second group training is building your cult tribe, just so soul aligned next level clients. So this audio training that I provided is just in support of the second training that's coming up. But really it was just, I, I truly believe this time for me to step up and prove to myself that everything I believe is true, that how much I make has nothing to do with how much I show up because I do believe there were still some stories I was holding on to. Now, from day one, I've always believed that you do not need a website. You don't need ads or funnels or anything like that. You don't need a certain size in your email list. I've proven it over and over and over again. My first month in business was a $10,000 month simply by word of mouth. I didn't send out one email. I didn't have a website. My programs were through Facebook groups. My first $40,000 month, same thing. So I've continually built this business proving that the rules are bullshit. And I, I truly believe that it was this extra step of trust, this extra step of faith that, okay, you've proven all this. Now, do you actually believe in what you say in the sense of you don't have to show up continuously every single day in multiple ways to speak to your dream people, those dream individuals that are in this world, I truly believe, and this is something I said in Transcend this morning, I truly believe we have an energetic connection to everyone that is meant to be in our space. So it was the universe saying, okay, Ashley, it's time to pull up your big girl panties and prove that not only do you believe that we have an energetic connection to everyone that is meant to be in our space, so you don't have to show up in some prescribed way to speak to them, but it's not just about believing it now, it's proving it. And I was able to prove it. So I have had more pay in fulls. I put up all my prices this month, charging more premium prices, moving into even six figure offers. And I've had more people show up saying, I've only seen one post of you. I've only seen one IGTV of you. I only just found your podcast. I've listened to one episode. How do I pay? How do I work with you? I don't care what the price is. I don't care how long the sessions are. Just send me the link. And that is my highest aspirational version of my soulmate client. Those risk takers, those people, the badasses, the rebel souls that go all in on themselves, their dreams, their destiny, their purpose, and are ready. The people that I'm not here to convince to be ready. I'm not here to convince anyone to be ready. I'm not here to convince anyone that they should work with me. I have no attachment to whether someone works with me or not. I speak to those that are already convinced and already ready. And I was able to prove that in December. But without further ado, let's sneak over into the solar plexus. So that was like a little extra mini podcast episode attached to this episode. And of course, if you desire to hear more about that, you can definitely hop in and transcend. It's such an affordable way to be in my space tap into my knowledge and receive multiple trainings from me every single month. All right. So with that said, let's hop in. This is from a post that I had put on Instagram that actually received a lot of incredible attention. People were saying it was just next level and really helping them with breakthroughs. So I really desired to go through and dig a little bit deeper. So what we're going to be digging into today is just even the the tip of the iceberg 
on how I will be going into the centers within the Quantum Human Design Coaching Academy certifications, which are beginning in January. So the week of January 11th will be our first training. And it's a nine month journey into human design. At the end, we're going to, I'm going to teach you how to incorporate gene keys and astrology to understand how it ties together and kind of bridge those gaps for your clients. But it's really primarily human design. And this is kind of giving you a very small snapshot of one center, the solar plexus. We're going to do the snapshot of the solar plexus. And then what I'm going to do is give you kind of this field guide is what I called it online, this field guide to living with feelings. So let's start first with the characteristics of the solar plexus. So the solar plexus is our emotional awareness, its connection to spirit and emotional intelligence in depth. The biological correlation for the solar plexus is the kidneys, the prostate, the pancreas, the nervous system, which will come into play in a moment, and the lungs. So even if you're seeing areas of dysfunction health-wise in any of those areas, it's coming back to dysfunction within the solar plexus and misalignment and misuse of your energy within the solar plexus. So for example, even nervousness, for me as an undefined solar plexus, that was showing up in anxiety. I would get nervous, pick up on this nervous energy, or even as a woman with the changes in my cycle within the month, start to feel this nervousness move into my body. And through that nervousness, if you notice our mind labels it as bad, the mind labels nervousness as bad. So as soon as I labeled it nervousness, it turned into anxiety. So nervousness, anxiety, all of that is just, well, the nervousness is normal, but if it spirals into anxiety and you're starting to get dysfunction within your nervous system, that is where it is abnormal for the solar plexus. So the type of center it is, it's an awareness center. It's the newest awareness center. It's the most recent awareness center. It's also the one that's undergoing transformation and mutation during this time as we prepare for the cross of the sleeping phoenix in 2027. The solar plexus is going through massive mutation. It's also a motor, so both an awareness center and a motor. And the function of the solar plexus is to experience the full spectrum, full spectrum, my friends, full spectrum. It's healthy to experience the full spectrum. I want you to hear that. To experience the full spectrum of emotions, moods, desires, and sensitivity. Here's the thing. Seeing our fears through nervousness. And fears aren't bad. We're always going to feel a little bit nervous when we're pushing the boundaries of our comfort zone. It's how you label nervousness. It's how you label fear. That's where it becomes an issue. So 50% of the population has it defined. For you, there is no truth in the now. Spontaneity, so especially if you are a defined solar plexus and you also have a defined splenic center, you might try to be operating through spontaneity of the splenic center. That can harm you. That can cause you to make decisions in a certain emotional state, which aren't actually correct for you. Your clarity is going to come over time. 
And by doing that, by allowing yourself to go through the emotional wave, you develop this depth and perspective. And it's an emotional wisdom gained through your waiting. It's a clarity. Emotional beings are always looking for clarity. And clarity is only 75 to 80%. And it's not from the head center of saying it's correct because. Clarity can come like a lightning bolt. It can come as quiet, as nothingness. Everyone's going to be a little bit different on how they experience that. And depending on your wave, because each wave, each activation that creates your wave will have a different timeline on how long you're waiting. A more even keel wave won't have to wait as long as one that maybe experiences more highs and lows. And here's a tip I want you to take away is as soon as you try to label a time frame, you're in the not self. So I'll see human design coaches say sometimes wait 24 hours or wait 48 hours or wait one week. As soon as you're creating a time frame, you're in the not self. And if you find, well, how long do I have to wait? That is also in the not self. It's just clarity. There's no time frame on clarity. There's so much incorrect information on this, the interwebs of human design. No time frame is going to be correct. It's when do you gain clarity? And of course, since the defined is 50%, I think we all know enough math to know that undefined is 50%. They're the very empathetic beings, those that are feeling all the emotions in their environment. Now, the most important piece for you is to avoid emotional decisions. Here's the thing. If you have the solar plexus defined, it is your authority. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know I talk about this. There is a hierarchy of authorities. Therefore, if you are, for example, a sacral authority or a splenic authority and you are around emotional authorities, If you aren't firmly in who you are and you are understanding the distinction between your emotions and someone else's emotions, if you're not truly operating from your sovereign beingness, from your inner authority, because the solar plexus is the number one, it's the top of the hierarchy, we can work through a conditioned authority or we can work through a false authority where you are operating, making emotional decisions based on the emotions of the environment around you. And of course, that's going to cause you to make unaligned decisions. Your emotions are always going to be conditioned by the environment. Now, please don't get this wrong in saying that you don't have your own emotions. You most certainly do. You're always going to be picking up on the emotions around you. You can feel and sense the emotions around you in your environment. The not self strategy of the undefined center is avoiding all confrontation. I remember when I first started my journey, this was a big one for me. I have an undefined solar plexus and a big one for me and is always something I have to be conscientious about is avoiding saying my full truth, which is the not self of the undefined solar plexus, out of fear of triggering someone else's emotional wave. The undefined solar plexus can be that person that's really filtering their voice, filtering their message, not being fully and completely authentically them who is not rocking the boat. It's another characteristic of the not self of the undefined solar plexus, not wanting to rock the boat, not wanting to upset anyone because you don't want to feel their emotional wave. That's all improper use 
of your energy, though. That is all improper use of the center. And another not-self strategy of the undefined is reacting impulsively with emotional decisions in the moment. Right? Even if you're operating through the sacral, which is in the moment, it's not emotional. It'll never be emotional. If you're operating through the spontaneity of the splenic center, that's still not an emotional decision. Even though it's spontaneous, it's instantaneous. It's in the moment. It's not an emotional decision. It never will be an emotional decision. So if you find you're operating through emotional decisions, reacting impulsively through emotional decisions, that is the not-self of the solar plexus. So each of the three awareness centers have a unique frequency. All of the centers have a unique frequency. The splenic center governs the immune system, of course, and operates in the now, like I said, spontaneously, existentially, it's instinct, it's intuition. The Ajna center governs mental awareness and operates over all time. And the solar plexus, which is both a motor and awareness center, governs emotions and operates in a wave. So the solar plexus began a mutated process several thousand years ago, moving us towards a complete awareness, a spirit awareness and spirit consciousness. And I really don't think it's a coincidence that the solar plexus is going under a mutation right now at the exact same time we're entering the age of Aquarius, at the exact same time the Mayan long form calendar is completing in 2021. I don't think this is a coincidence at all. We're moving into more spirit awareness, spirit consciousness. And that's different than instinct and intuition of the splenic center. And this potential awareness, it lies deep beneath the surface of the emotional system. So only when the emotional system is properly understood will the spirit consciousness emerge. And as the newest awareness center, it's not fully developed. We're just beginning to really sink into the fullness, the depth, the width, the height of what emotional awareness is. And spirit consciousness is possible when the emotional waves are in resonance. But as yet, we cannot imagine how it will feel to share consciousness with someone. When our minds stop controlling us and we understand and accept who we are as spirit consciousness, that spirit consciousness will emerge. But we have to get out of our minds first. And we really are shifting from more of a, a mind-based culture to spirit awareness with this development of the solar plexus. And this is really where our future lies. So learning about the solar plexus center can clear up years of painful emotional patterns. This is a big one for both the defined and undefined. You can clear up years of painful emotional patterns and create compassion for yourself and for others because you fully understand how the other operates. And I feel this deeply because in my household, I have an undefined solar plexus and my husband has a defined solar plexus. And when you're operating correctly, that's really what you do. You attract what activates you. So you're going to attract people that activate your open centers. So we'll go through the defined solar plexus, healthy, unhealthy state, the undefined solar plexus, healthy, unhealthy state. And then we'll hop over to my feel guide <laughs> to living with feeling. So the defined solar plexus center in a healthy state, you are in touch with how you are feeling. You are not impulsive or spontaneous. You're able to take time to make decisions without labeling how long it should take, right? Notice how often you label things. We la Our mind wants to label everything. 
that's one of the freedoms of living your design is stopping this obsession with labeling everything. So you're listening your wave, you're riding out your wave, and you're waiting for a sense of clarity. And you understand how your emotions affect others and do not pressure them by being pushy. Because if you are pressuring others through your emotions and you're around an undefined center, they're going to be pushing them into their not self. The defined solar plexus in an unhealthy state. You're going to be impulsive, jumping in and out of experiences and decisions on high or low ends of your emotional waves. So say you, for example, create a program and you do it from impulsivity. You get the idea and you jump on it and you launch it and you're in this high and you're talking about it on social media. And then three days later, four days later, five days later, you're like, Ugh, oh, gross. I don't actually want to spend the next four months teaching this shit. <laughs> Now you've talked about it, you've put it out into the world and it's from an unhealthy state, from a not self state. So when you do that, you start to send chaos out into your environment and it impacts everyone. It, it literally creates a chaotic environment through the vibrations you put out into the world. There's no center that impacts us more, especially in business than the solar plexus. So it's going to very much negatively affect your business. The unhealthy soul defined solar plexus also puts others under pressure to make immediate emotional decisions with them. And when you are upset from an unhealthy state, you're blowing up rather than waiting to calm down, rather than recognizing that nervousness as your wave and taking time away, you're kind of dragging everyone into your problem, everyone into your emotions. And then of course, later regretting what you say or do. I think we can all, <laughs> you know, as Tony Robbins says, maybe, you know, someone intimately that does that <laughs> maybe it's you as he says <laughs> so the undefined solar plexus in a healthy state you can discern who is emotionally healthy for you or not and you know when it's appropriate to confront or walk away and you confront when necessary without filtering your truth you do not make emotional decisions you realize that the emotions you take in are from others and you're not meant to make them your problem. You're not meant to attach yourself to them. You're meant to be the observer of them, to become wise on those emotions. And you're good at being objective observers of the emotional climate. And the power within that, within business, is when you become wise, undefined centers on the solar plexus, you then are in this powerful state to help 50% of the population gain clarity. But if you are in the not self of your, your solar plexus, your undefined solar plexus, I'm telling you right now, you're not going to magnetize healthy defined solar plexus centers. You're not going to magnetize the dream client that has a defined solar plexus to help them gain clarity because you are in dysfunctional use of your energy and you are creating this frequency that is far from magnetic. The undefined solar plexus in an unhealthy state, you're bouncing up and down and up and down on the emotional waves of others. You know, as an undefined solar plexus that spent most of my life in the unhealthy state, that was me. That was me. Depending on who I, I was around dictated my mood. And we feel in the unhealthy state of the undefined solar plexus, feeling the emotions almost from a place of being out of control of them. 
you're attached to all of them. You're making everyone's emotions your own. And it almost feels like there's something wrong with you from that place. It makes you feel like you have a mood disorder. And often I'm finding the more I work with business owners and even business owners and their children. So my degree is psychology. I was a counselor for a long time. I worked primarily in the beginning with children, moved into youth and young adults, and then moved into adult mental health. Often what I'm finding now is it's not necessarily ADHD or anxiety or any of that. It's dysfunction within the centers. And when we shift in a healthy use of the energy and when we shift into mind, body, mind, heart coherence, everything shifts. So that can, that is how it can show up in the undefined solar plexus. Like I said, in the beginning of the episode, it feels like something's wrong with you. That nervousness we label as anxiety, as depression, as being just an anxious person. And we create an identity around that, which is based on the not self. So you make from the unhealthy state, repeatedly spontaneous, emotional decisions. You avoid confrontation, you avoid truth, you avoid rocking the boat. You develop this almost like nice person persona, the good girl persona, and hide who you truly are, almost create these two personalities. And of course, that's going to massively impact your business because you are not showing up authentically as you. And if you are not showing up authentically as you, you cannot magnetize your soul aligned people that are literally here in this world to co-create with you. And I do think it's a co-creation process with our ideal clients, because when we look at when I look at my high level clients, my one on one clients, those that work with me in masterminds, our charts complement each other. It is truly co-creation at the highest level, at the highest level, because we are meant to co-create together in this world. So you aren't magnetizing those people that you're meant to co-create with. So some not self questions for you to journal on for the undefined solar plexus is, am I avoiding truth and confrontation? And be radically honest with yourself. If you bullshit yourself or you half ass this answer, you're not going to get to the meat and potatoes of what's really holding you back. Another one, am I afraid? And how do I label fear? Fear is going to show up in the solar plexus as nervousness. But again, it's not bad. It's just showing you that your wave has started. That's powerful. Now, instead of putting yourself in situations where you're not actually respecting it, I recommend taking some time away. As soon as you notice that click in, as soon as you notice that nervousness, that buzz, take some time in your own energy. Allow yourself to ride out that wave, especially in the beginning when you're just getting used to it. But start to notice and maybe journal around, What are your current perceptions and beliefs around fear? What are your current perceptions and beliefs around nervousness? How do you label it? And how can you shift that? How can you create a different identity? How can you create different beliefs and values and behaviors around fear and around nervousness? Finally, another one is, am I hiding from the consequences of upsetting someone else? If you are hiding from the consequences of upsetting someone else, You're not going to be showing up powerfully online. You're not going to be showing up magnetically. You're not going to be speaking your full truth because you're going to be afraid of pissing people off and you're going to be afraid that someone's going to leave a snarky remark or someone's going to call you crazy or you're not pivoting because you're afraid of upsetting your current client base. It's going to negatively impact your business. 
So those are three things to journal around. I would love, love, love if you shared your answers with me or you tagged me on Instagram at XO the Ashley Eve. I'd love to see what you come up with there or any insights or revelations that come up or any shifts that happen through there. And of course, this is the kind of stuff in the first three months of the certification of the Quantum Human Design Coaching Academy certification that we're going to be diving deep into this. So you're not only going to understand each center at a level I'm very confident in saying no one else understands in the online space right now, but you're going to understand how to shift your clients out of it because it's one thing to just tell your clients, oh, you're in the not self or to do a foundation reading and list out the not self and align characteristics of a center. It's one thing to just give that information to someone. Let me tell you, someone that's in the not self, their not self mind will cling on to the not self characteristics you just gave them and solidify that identity even more. So it's one thing to be able to give them the information. There's another thing to be able to shift someone out of it. So that's what we'll be working on in the first three months of the Quantum Human Design Coaching Academy. I'm so excited. But with that said, and kind of an overview of the solar plexus, oh, actually, before we move to this little field guide, one thing I do want to say is the centers are not chakras. The centers are not chakras. If you take nothing else from this episode, actually, it's probably a really powerful thing to take away because if you view them as chakras, you're not going to understand the centers properly. And we are no longer seven centered beings. We are nine centered beings. All right. So let's get into a field guide to living with feeling baby, the solar plexus. So the reality is that living with, sorry guys, if, as an aside, my audio is not that great on this episode. I, I'm not in my usual spot to record, but I'm just hanging out with Julia, my new puppy. So <laughs> keeping a close eye on her just in case her belly's upset or anything. So I apologize if the audio is kind of crappy, but we shall persevere through it. <laughs> so the reality is when we're talking about the solar plexus, like I said, it's a new awareness center and it's under mutation. We are just now starting to get into the depths of it, the wits, the height. So because it's new to us and it's new experiences and it's new spirit awareness, it does create a bit of a dilemma for us, both for those that have it defined and those that have it open. And it truly is the most powerful center in business and relationships and life. So it's really important that we start to gain the awareness. <laughs> I crack myself up <laughs> around this awareness center. I'm such a dork. Okay. So let's chat about the defined solar plexus first, your field guide to living with feeling. Number one, the body, not the mind, is the doorway to experiencing feeling. This is critical. It's never going to be a list of pros and cons. It's never going to be yes or no based on reasoning or logic. It's literally just clarity in the body. So learn to notice nervousness in the body. Like I said, this is your wave in motion and notice when it starts to come on and notice when it starts to wane. That's your wave in motion. Nervousness is not negative. Number two, observe, as we already talked about, when the mind labels the nervousness and how it turns the label into a problem or reason for the feeling. That's another thing that we do. We'll try to label and give reasoning towards the feelings or try to use logic in the mind to understand the feelings more. Just allow yourselves to be in the feeling, to experience that wave. Don't allow the mind to create a story around the feeling. 
there's no logic and no reasoning to the solar plexus. It's emotional chemistry on the move. Three, when you have to make a decision, wait. <laughs> there's no truth in the now. I like to just tell my clients, sleep on it. But the reality is, especially if you have a more even keel wave, it might simply just be going into your own energy, maybe meditating, maybe going for a walk, just being by yourself to feel into the energy. Again, you don't want to start labeling it. We need to stop labeling. We need to get out of the mind that it has to look a certain way. It has to be a certain length of time. So this also includes decisions around replying to emails, text messages, making purchases. If you feel an urge to send a message, express an idea or purchase an item, from an impulsive state, there's a good chance that you may regret having done that, having responded in that way. For example, maybe your husband or your partner or maybe your VA or whatever. It's likely if you respond in that emotional state without giving yourself a hot second to digest and like feel out the emotions that you might actually regret what you say or look at it like an hour later and you're like, oh shit, yeah. Like I totally took that wrong. I was having a bad moment. I took their message wrong and I overreacted. So always just take a hot second before making decisions. Four, the highs and lows of your wave are for you alone. When you notice nervousness cranking up or dropping low, that's a signal telling you that you need time alone. You can only observe your wave experience when you're alone. When you're really experienced working with your wave, I'd say it's easier to experience in other people's energy, but it really is for you alone to experience. If you are an emotional authority, you're not here to talk things out. That would be more of a self-projected authority or a environmental authority or a lunar authority. They are speaking things out. You're not here to speak things out. You're not here to talk things through. Your wave is for you alone. So the minute someone else is in your aura, you're no longer you without personal conditioning from someone else. So it's just something to keep in mind. And also it can prevent misunderstandings, right? If you're trying to work out your wave and someone else is interrupting it, it just really prevents misunderstandings. It prevents you making emotional decisions. I really recommend being in your own energy when you notice that nervousness. Five, clarity can feel like no feeling at all as it is the absence of nervousness. So clarity can feel neutral, balanced, just a quiet peace. When you experience clarity, you feel no excitement, no dread. It can feel as ordinary as walking from one room to the next. And this is where a lot of the emotional authority clients I work with, what we work around, because they've been conditioned to think that that hell yes or that clarity comes from a place of excitement or thunderbolts or confetti or screaming and excitement when really for them, it was just absence of all that. It was mundane. Often the magical, the mystical is in the mundane, but we write it off, right? We write it off. We're used to the mind center, which is so loud constantly. The mind center is so loud. Emotional clarity can be very quiet. Number six, emotional highs are not the goal. Life is not meant to be one peak emotional experience after another. I hate to break it to you. We are here for polarity. We are here for duality. We are here to experience the full range of human emotions. The mind 
would like to manipulate your life so that you never go down in your wave, right? The mind is what's trying to tell you that going down in your wave is negative. And it's trying to tell you the mind, the not self mind is trying to tell you if you're down your wave that you should pull yourself back up again. That it should be love and light. But that's not the case. The emotional life is very resilient. If you're an emotional authority, you are here to be incredibly resilient. If the wave goes down, it will come back up. It will always come back up. And if it goes up, it's going to go down. And if you try to cut off one area of the wave, so if you try to cut off the bottom, I hate to tell you, but you're cutting off the top as well. And this was, you know, even something I was seeing a lot in my clients. Now, I was on anxiety and depression medication years ago before I found human design, before I changed my life. And, you know, here's the thing. The reality is I was a psychology graduate and a counselor when I was struggling with that stuff. I actually wished I had human design back when I was a counselor. But what I've often seen over and over and over again is especially emotional authorities. The undefined and the defined are going to experience this in a different way. Doesn't mean one won't experience it. But the emotional authorities are often medicating. And I'm not against medication. Please don't take it as that. Medication has its place for sure. But often we're seeing it as the downs are bad. So we're medicating to try to get rid of the downs, but it's also cutting up off the tops as well. So for example, when I was on anxiety medication and depression medication years ago, well, sure, it took away the downs, but it also took away the highs. I wasn't able to experience the emotions around me that were even highs. I wasn't able to magnify the emotions around me that were highs or lows. It was kind of just like the middle ground I could feel and amplify. And it really dulls my experience as an undefined center. Now, an emotional authority, if they're cutting off the bottom and then because of that cutting off the top and they're kind of living in the middle, that also is going to negatively impact your ability to live out your emotional wave. So emotional highs are not the goal. We live in a society that tries to tell us and feed us that emotional highs are the goal. It's not the goal. But seven, in this vein, low emotional ways, are they're not a problem to be solved. We often fear that the low end of the wave will never end, right? When we're when we're down in the low end of the wave, it almost feels like, when will this end? I'll never be able to make it through. So we get in this mental habit of trying to force the wave to experience change. So for example, how we might try and force the wave, because maybe you're like, I have no idea what this means. A mental habit we might get into that is forcing the wave, trying to force the wave is habits such as eating for comfort, using drugs, drinking alcohol, over-exercising. Those are all ways emotional beings can try to numb themselves out of feeling down. Melancholy is a natural part of living with feeling. In fact, there's activations within the body grass where melancholy is just a part of your being. It's a part of your state. The mysticism within the mundane is also certain activations within the charts. So explore your lows alone. Find the space to explore the feeling creatively. This is a great way to experience it. Maybe art, maybe singing, maybe dance. Really dive into like the dark goddess embodiment, feeling all of the low, the shadow, the Hakate Kali energy. 
some of my favorite work is with the dark energy of the dark goddess. Explore the lows from there. I love rewilding. I used to run a lot of rewilding programs. I love experiencing like the dark feminine energy. Have fun. Explore the lows. All humans carry creative potential to sing, dance, write poetry, paint, draw, work with clay, dig in the dirt, play with fibers, like whatever the case may be. Your idea that you're not creative is a story you've been telling yourself. It's a story you've been telling yourself. So when you release that story and when you're in the lows, you allow yourself to play with the dark goddess energy creatively. It's not about being mentally judged as being low, high, good, bad. It's about experiencing it. It's about being the observer of it. And it's not about being mentally judging yourself as being, oh, this art was good or this art was bad. Again, that's all the mind. That's all the mind. It's about your experience of creative self-expression, feeling the lows, allow yourself to be in touch with spirit consciousness also in the lows, to be in touch with different faces of the feminine also in the lows. That's what it's about. Melancholy is the muse, a source of inspiration calling to you. Lean into it, embrace it, embody it. Eight, no truth in the now points to the fact that you cannot take a snapshot of your feelings in now, in this moment in time, and assume that you'll feel the same way about something from one moment to the next. It means intelligence is arriving in the wave for you. Intelligence for emotional beings is in your emotions. It's not mental intelligence. Mental intelligence is linear. Here's the thing. Getting in touch, if you are an emotional being and a woman, it is getting in touch with your moon cycle, your connection to the moon. It's getting in touch with your non-linear way of going through life. It's non-verbal. It's sensing, especially if your activations are through a sensing circuit, that that guides the body's life. Nothing is spontaneous in the emotional life. And there's no final outcome. And it's also never going to be 100%. It is a wave of data that can be observed but not controlled. It cannot be hurried along or mentally interpreted. Nine, emotional awareness leads to the emergence of communion. The potential emotional awareness is the communion of your felt sense of awareness. Others may be able to feel your sense of awareness, but you have to find it within yourself first to bring communion with your own emotional wave. And then that's where communion with others begins. I know that one's a little esoteric, maybe even just allowing yourself to sit with that one a little bit. All right, the field guide for the undefined or open solar plexus. One, it is not your job to make someone else's emotional wave your problem. You are also not here to identify with their wave. So, and what I mean by that, and it can be very invasive, and I used to be guilty of this as an undefined center, undefined solar plexus. It's really invasive to feel someone else's emotional wave and be like, what's wrong? It's not your business, to be quite honest. It's not your business. It's not your problem. Leave them. Leave the poor emotional being to be in their wave without pestering them about it. You're not here to make their emotions your problem. You're here to observe. 
and you're not here to identify with their wave. And what I mean by this, and I used to be guilty of it. If someone was in a bad mood around me, I would become pissy because I'd identify with it. And then I'd make that everyone's problem. And I'd be frustrated as a generator because the other person put me in a bad mood, right? You put me in a bad mood. Well, here's the thing. No one else can control your emotions unless you allow their emotional wave to do that. That's on you, sister. That's not on the emotional being. That's on you. And it also comes to the point where when you've allowed them to go through their wave, maybe there is that conversation that needs to happen of, okay, I, when you're going in your wave, I feel it so deeply. It's healthiest for you to take time alone. So when you feel your nervousness kick in, can you please take some time and just be, and then come to me. And if you need to talk about, it, I'm here for you, but just leave the emotional beings to experience their wave. Number two, you have no fixed way of processing solar plexus chemistry, but you likely experience repetitive pathways when you're conditioned by the high or low end of someone's wave. So for example, if you are an undefined solar plexus and you have a partner that is a defined solar plexus, you can become conditioned by their repetitive pathways that you're feeling. So you may experience tears, a lump in your throat, or being unable to speak, shortness of breath, stomach pain, tightness, indigestion, shutting down, withdrawing, but that's conditioning through someone else's particular wave that you are amplifying and making your problem. Three, you can be aware through your own unique observation of the other's emotional wave. If they are in the high or low end of their wave, leave them alone. <laughs> Don't pester people. You know, there's certain things. My husband's a projector, emotional authority. There's certain things he does that drives me crazy, but I know for a fact that this drives him crazy. And then when I first learned human design, I thought I was all high and mighty where I'd be like, well, it's because I have an undefined solar plexus and I can feel your emotions. That's why. Oh my goodness, guys, please don't do that. Please learn from my mistakes. <laughs> do not do that. If someone is in the high or low end of their wave, leave them alone. Let them know that you need some space. Let them know you need some space. Be honest. I can feel you're in your wave. I need some space. And that you'll be back or you'll be happy to have a discussion later with them. Otherwise, it's likely that you will end up in an emotional fight before you walk away or about you leaving and walking away, right? So be honest, be open. And if there is a confrontation that needs to happen because the healthy state for you is being open and honest about confrontations that need to happen, have it later. Allow them to have their wave first because you don't want to just, it. and if you're like me, you've been in this situation where all of a sudden there's mountains out of molehills. It started out as something completely irrelevant and it turned into something else, right? Because everyone's just, their partner's feeling the wave and you're amplifying it, which is just triggering them more. And then you amplify that more and it just turns into a snowball. Four, amplification takes place when you take in the emotions of others and then express that energy as your own, but even stronger. The undefined centers amplify energy at 200%. So this is what I like to call making mountains out of molehills, what the undefined solar plexus can do with someone else's energy, because maybe your partner is only feeling like frustrated, for example, maybe they're a generator, they're frustrated over their day, and then you amplify their 
frustration at 200% and you're projecting onto them that they're angry, that they're miserable, that they're pissy, and you're amplifying all this fake energy because it's not the truth. They were just frustrated. Well, now you're making mountains out of molehills. So this is really important to keep in mind. So this experience of amplification is how your mind tries to help you recognize emotional energy, but so you don't identify with it. Amplification, I'm going to say this again, is how your mind tries to help you recognize emotional energy so you do not identify with it. But so many people then just identify with it because there's no emotional intelligence. There's no emotional awareness. There's no understanding of the actual mechanics at play. So it's like a finger pointing, right? Amplification is pointing you towards observing your experience of the mechanics and towards what you are learning about not what your mind is telling you to be or do or how to react. Five, learn about and learn how to identify and observe your mechanics of openness in action. So how are you experiencing, for example, 40 to 37 energy or 59 to six energy? What do you learn about these emotional energies when you meet them? This is another opportunity to understand how you process emotional energy through your hanging gates. Gates that are alone in a channel. So where they're on the other end, it's open. So if you have an undefined center and you have gates within it, those are hanging gates. It's potential energy. So how are you activated when the other end is available to you through someone else's emotional wave? These hanging gates are fingers pointing towards specific energies each of us is here to learn about. But you can't learn about them when you're in the not self. You can't learn about them when you're making someone else's emotions your problem. You can't learn about them when you're afraid of triggering someone else's emotional wave. How are you supposed to feel the energy of 59 to 6? Say you have a hanging gate at 59. How are you supposed to experience the energy of 59 to 6 if you're never triggering someone's emotional wave, which is a 59 to 6? It's madness. You can't. You literally can't. Hanging gates in the open solar plexus or in channels that connect to the solar plexus offer opportunities to learn how you meet specific emotional energies through people's transits or even the neutrinos. Six, remember that there is intelligence arriving in the wave for emotional beings, but it's not linear. And in fact, here's the thing, especially for women, you are not linear at all. So it's also an opportunity to notice how your linear mind is trying to pull you into the masculine energy of running your business or operating in life. So understand that emotional beings are by nature not linear, but a woman by nature is not linear. It's nonverbal and it takes time to emerge. There's no truth in the now and it takes time to reach a sense of clarity. When emotional beings experience this wave, they may not be able to fully communicate what they're feeling until the wave has completed. And this is something to keep in mind for your clients as well. And this is something that's going to be a big process of coaching within the Quantum Human Design Coaching Academy. How do you, as a splenic authority, guide an emotional being? Yeah, long dramatic pause on purpose. <laughs> because it's a different way of guiding each of the designs. It's a different way of guiding each of the energies. It's a different way of guiding Someone that has their emotional authority activated from 59 to 6 versus 40 to 37. How do you support your clients with that? Seven, this solar plexus person is not spontaneous. If you have a spontaneous design, 
That's fantastic. I do. I love it. <laughs> but you can't expect a solar plexus being to have your timing. And again, keep in mind, if you're operating properly and you are in a partnership, for example, or a friendship or a business relationship, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. If you're operating correctly, if you have an undefined center, you're magnetizing someone that activates it. So you're magnetizing a solar plexus being. Understanding how to operate within that is critical. How do you meet both of your needs? And they can need a lot of time. Time to reach clarity about decisions or to get ready to go out, for example, even getting ready to go out for dinner, they could take a little bit more time, maybe even to make decisions in their business or over branding or anything like that. Someone that's a splenic authority or sacral authority is going to be a lot more spontaneous, a lot more in the moment. Allow the solar plexus beings time. Don't pressure them. Don't expect them to jump up and go. You know, a splenic authority might just be like, okay, I want to go on an adventure and like just go from zero to 60 in the car going on an adventure, but an emotional being needs to feel out that wave. Don't expect emotional beings to just get up and go. And this is a big one too, if you're in business partnerships, right? This is a big one. How do you navigate the business partnership or the collaboration if one's an emotional authority and one's not? Eight, the solar plexus person does not need a bunch of questions around making a decision. <laughs> Don't bombard them. One question, one invitation, or one opportunity to inform is all they need to start their emotional wave. It's like a pebble ripple in a pond, right? You drop a pebble in the pond, just one pebble and it ripples out. It will take them through their wave. Too many different questions create multiple waves. Too many questions create multiple waves and then it just becomes really overwhelming for the solar plexus being. So once the solar plexus person has reached clarity, they can come to you and they can talk about that and give you their decision, but they do not need you to completely uh, bombard them with questions or give them multiple things to be invited to or multiple things to inform around. It's one question. Nine there's no need to avoid confrontation and truth. However, timing is everything, my friends. Wait until the solar plexus person is back to neutral before trying to have a discussion. It just, that's where these mountains and molehills, again, come from. Make sure you are no longer holding a charge of emotional chemistry either. That's one thing that probably the undefined centers don't think of. Are you still holding the emotional charge or are you also back in your own energy back in your own mechanics without being impacted by the lingering feelings of their wave. 10, the defined solar plexus is bringing the human potential for true communion. And most humans don't commune on the emotional level yet. We like to think we do, but this is a new center. This is a new awareness that's developing. Not only that, it's undergoing massive mutation. As we move into 2027 with the cross of the sleeping phoenix, it's going under massive mutation with age of Aquarius. We think we have this um, emotional intelligence, but it's just in like baby development stages. Most of us communicate mentally, which is different from communion. For you with an open solar plexus, the experience of communion begins with your awareness of your body's unique frequency, finding what is you and accepting what is not you. It's the power of human design, accepting what is not you in loving you, finding you. 
out of our individual recognition of ourselves, there's a potential for sharing that is non-verbal, non-physical, non-mental. It's a communion with spirit through our emotions. It's so juicy, the emotional wave, but we have to, one, respect the emotional beings to be in their wave and not attach ourselves to their emotions. It isn't about you. And I also think that's where we're conditioned frequently is we always think things are about us. <laughs> Someone's feeling an emotional wave. They're like, oh, this must be about me. But it's not. It's for the other to experience. All right, my friends, <laughs> that is all I have for today. I can't believe I already talked for an hour, so I'm going to wrap it up for you. I hope you enjoyed this. I probably should have said at the beginning to have a pen and paper out. There's so many golden nuggets in here, but I would absolutely be honored and love if you screenshot this episode and shared it. This is such an important topic for everyone to know because the reality is, guys, if 50% of the population is projecting emotional chaos into the environment and then 50% of the population is taking all that energy personally, we're in a hot mess situation. So understanding the mechanics of the solar plexus is critical. And if you're looking for further ways to work together, I'll drop my website below. I have the human design monthly membership, which is a fantastic place. New product launches every single month with live trainings and a live Q and a hot seat where you can get one-on-one -on -one spot coaching with me. And I have the quantum human design coaching Academy, which begins in January. And this is truly for those that are looking to create those next level breakthroughs and transformations and mutations for their clients, where it's not just giving someone human design information because really anyone can do that. A fucking textbook can do that, but providing actual transformation. How do you shift someone from the not self? How do you provide this information in a way that creates mutation and transformation, not more attachment to the not self? So it's going to be a really powerful nine months. It's going to transform you as a person, you as a coach and create incredible breakthroughs for your clients as well. So I'd be honored if you're called to have you in there. And if you're not following me on Instagram, hop over there because I have a lot more content over on Instagram as well. All right, my friends, I'm really going to stop talking now. I hope you have a fantastic day, a magical week ahead, and I can't wait to get to know you more. Mwah. Thanks for hanging out.